You're tuned in to the Lone Star Lowdown, your favorite sports podcast where we're talking professional, college, and fantasy sports with your host, Ty Henderson, Shay Holt, and Corey Guidry. And we're back with the Lone Star Lowdown. We're going to get into some gridiron gossip here, talk college football, uh, conference predictions, big games, week one, Longhorns versus ULM, all the good stuff. Uh, real quick, we want to make sure everybody is following us on Twitter at the Lone Star Lowdown. I'm sorry, at Twitter at Lone Star LD and on Instagram at the Lone Star Lowdown. Um, as well, check out our TikTok page. Been glowing up, man. Oh yeah, it's snowballing. We're you know just past a hundred thousand likes, um, uh, heading for three thousand followers. Uh, you know. Get in, get in now and get the early content before we sell out. And check out, we go live, you know, about once hey, a week. Hey, we maybe. went live right before we recorded today. Yeah, yeah do, I do a little, little pack opening. Do a little pack opening and little we're, football cards. We're, pro- we're planning to go live for Sunday football, you know, do a little live stream with the game in the background and live reactions. Uh, last time we did that, it was a lot of fun, you know. So yeah, me and Corey got a little We got drunk. absolutely hammered. Ty won about $900. Off so a preseason game. We'll be making bets, you know. Just hanging out with the boys. That should be a good time. What do we got first today, Shay? Well, I think we should just, you know, go through this first week of, you know, FBS college football, all the uh, big-time matchups. I know there is at least one top-five matchup this week. And, uh, you, know, um, you know, give our picks and you know, then talk about the Longhorns a little bit. You know, what do you think? Sounds good to me. What's our first game? Uh, first game Thursday night. Uh, you know, so tomorrow or I guess today, if it's coming out in the morning, uh, you got West Virginia at Pitt. Uh, long, long rivalry game. You know, uh, from back in the day, uh, they're rekindling West Virginia. You know, Longhorns will play them uh, at Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I think that'll be a good game to for viewers to get you get you ready for the weekend. No, me too. Uh, I think it's when I looked at it last, it was West Virginia plus seven and a half in that one. Uh. I mean, Pitt's losing a lot. They lost their receiving coach to Texas. They lost their Blinkendorf award-winning receiver, Jordan Addison. Blinkendorf? Yeah, like Blinkendorf, it. whatever you call it. <laughs> Blitnikoff? Blitnikoff. I like that, though. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, we kind of we make some mistakes on this show. <laughs> Y'all know that by now. Um, but, yeah, they lost their leading receiver. They lost Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round. Zeke making an appearance, barking in the background. But... West Virginia, I think they've. I, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm, I I haven't done the research, and I'm sure, pretty sure they've uh, added a few transfers in the portal during the off season. So I think they will cover that seven and a half and probably win on tomorrow night or tonight. Yeah, I'm not gonna pretend to be an expert on what Pitt's roster is looking like right now, but when you talk about you're losing a first round quarterback, you're losing one of your best receivers, like for them to be ranked 17 here, you're receiving coach. Yeah. Receiving that had a coach, big, big impact on the offense. I'm sure like, you know, other guys who he recruited might not, you know, want to be there anymore. You know how that usually goes. So them being 17, Shay, like, is that a little high? Uh, you know, I think so for an ACC ball club, whenever you see one of them ranked outside of Clemson, uh, you kind of scoff at it, but, um, Keaton Slovis, uh, did transfer there. I think he's quite possibly going to be the starting quarterback. So getting a little back from USC after losing that, uh, you know, that highly touted (laughs) receiver. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, they might have something there in Pitt. I don't know. Um, I'm interested to see this West Virginia squad. Obviously, we've got a big game against them this year. Uh, I believe it's October 1st at home here at D DKR Memorial Stadium. Um, so I'm excited to see what West Virginia has. Uh, obviously, for just the conference as a whole, you want to see them do well in this you know, first couple weeks of non-conference play. So, but, we're, uh, so we're still rooting for the, for the Big 12 pretty hard? I think you have to, just in the sense that, like, you need conference strength, especially like it's not like they're playing an SEC school. They're playing an ACC school, and the debate is still out well, on hey, which conference hey, is better. I got to say, I mean, reports did come out today that we, uh, Texas and OU, as we, uh, are trying to get out early. So after this year, out of the Big 12 and go to the SEC. When we do join, I have to tell you all that I will not be one of those guys that's like, when the SEC wins, we all win. You know, like, no, fuck that. Yeah. It's I I'm, ro I'm rooting against everybody. I'm, I d why would I ever want anyone else, when it, any of my arrival conference teams to win? And it's not like you have to worry about conference strength with SEC. Well, that's the Everyone only, already worships them. That's anyway. the only reason that I have I have rooted for Big Twelve schools in the past is because the, the Big Twelve is looked at as a weak weaker conference in the SEC and Big Ten at least, and you I mean, know we need that kind of more notoriety to get Texas in a better position, but. It, and we won't have to deal with that anymore, hopefully after this year. Yeah, I'm not somebody who openly roots for, like, other schools besides Texas. Like, the other schools in Texas, you know, your A&Ms of the world, your Texas Techs, they can all go suck a dick. I don't care about them. I want them to lose every game. But, like, ultimately, West Virginia coming in as a ranked squad and, you know, the potential of getting a ranked victory is big for Texas. So, you know, ultimately, yeah, in West Virginia – you know, who cares anyway? Uh, I think that, you know, if they can get a win here, that would just be good. I'm not really rooting for them, though. But, uh, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about the, the conference uh, collective conscience. And, you know, uh, like, like it's like really it comes out in bowl season when you're like, oh, our conference is, you know, okay, this yeah. and this and the bowls. And, and you that's know. the only reason that is is to talk shit to the SEC, though, because they suck dick in every single – bowl season because all, all our players are already thinking about the nfl it's always that excuse the same excuse we had against georgia in the sugar bowl a few years back but i forgot what we were originally talking what are we talking about this georgia oregon game uh no, no, we, we're we, no we're not there yet we can, but we, we could can uh, get there yeah i mean it's a good let's, try. Let's it's a good right. segue yeah, I think. let's go ahead and talk about it oh god these dogs are just Carter. It is storming outside here yeah. in Austin, Texas. You know, the dogs, they're not a big fan of thunder always. No, Hounds yeah. of love. But our but our in-home studio is really coming along nicely. I think our video will be good this week. If you're watching along right now, uh, you let us know in the comic se comment section. Go ahead and like this video. We live? No, we're not live. Ah, but we, that's okay. I think well, we didn't have an episode come out last week. That's partly because I lost the audio on my computer. But also, we, we tried to go live, and uh, it was just – it kind of affected our performance on, on the mic because it's uh, we were trying to do a live show instead of a recorded show. And there is some stuff that goes into it post-production. Eventually, I think we will, you know, do some live shows, but, you know, no, we got to get... We'll we have get, the ability to, but yeah. it just – it doesn't go as smoothly when you're trying to look at TikTok Live and – see if there's questions and such anyway number three georgia takes <laughs> on number 11 oregon in atlanta mercedes-benz stadium um a lot of people you know saying georgia and alabama are the top two schools in the nation you got number 11 ranked oregon coming to town uh 
I don't know. Do you have the spread tie? I think it's 17 and a half last time I looked. That sounds about right. Give me Georgia, but I don't know. Y'all could talk about it. Nah, I got Oregon all day. I mean, that's not like a I'm not putting all my money on Oregon in that game, but that'd be a nice one or two unit to get your uh get your, you know, season start started off nice. It's I just can't see Georgia being that good losing all the what all they did in the draft and in the transfer portal and still having Stetson Bennett be their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, they definitely won in spite of Stetson. You know, when you talk about all of the de- – I mean, they had so many defensive players drafted in the first three rounds. Both of their running backs gone. Um, so, yeah, and, and their receivers were never really a big strength last year, except for Pickens, who's obviously gone. NFL young boy? So NFL young boy. Shout out to our TikTok there. I'm a big George Pickens fan, man. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, what what do you think about Oregon this year, Shay? You got any takes on them? Yeah, I mean they've got a new a new football coach, right? With Mario Cristobal going to Miami, so you know it'll be a bit of a rebuilding as far as culture goes. Also, what do y'all think about that move? Is that a uh, is that a step up for him moving from Oregon to Miami? Um, I think so. Um, I think you know, especially if Miami maybe you know trying to move into the SEC or anything like that. You know, that could be a possibility. Who knows? But, uh, I mean, to me, though, Oregon's been a more successful program in the last decade and a half than Miami. Oh, most definitely. They've played for national championships and, you know, consistently been ranked, winning conference titles. I don't think Miami's done any of that of recent. Obviously, they've got the uh, 20 years back, uh, you know, being one of the most talented and successful programs uh, for quite some time. But uh, they've really fallen off. It's a... It's a problem afflicting a number of college football's blue bloods. Ultimately, though, what I think about Oregon um, is that they can cover that spread. They're coming in to what's a neutral site game. It's not. Uh, it's not in Athens. Uh, you know, the crowd, it is in Georgia. It's in Atlanta. Right. And I mean, I'm sure that the Atlanta, the Georgia fans will outnumber the Oregon fans coming off a national championship and whatnot. But ultimately. I feel like this is a game that Oregon can definitely cover that, you know, uh, two and a half touchdown spread, 17 and a half points, um, and potentially even shock Oregon coming off a national championship. We see this a lot. A team coming off a national championship, having a big showcase game week one, losing a lot of talent, especially on the defensive front. And, you know, Oregon, they, uh, they're an offense first football team, uh, I think they could put up some points. I think they could challenge Georgia and, um, you know, at least cover that spread and possibly beat them. Or, you know, they could just get beaten like dogs. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I think it'll be a good game. It's, what, 2.30 there on Saturday. I'll get to watch that before I go to the Longhorn game. Um, excited to see, you know, what's in store from both of those teams. think it's, you know, outside of uh, – Outside of the Notre Dame Ohio State game, it's definitely the biggest game of the weekend, and in that prime time two thirty uh, time yeah, slot. Yeah, and um, you know it'd be a lot easier for me to bet on Georgia if they were retor- returning like an elite level quarterback, like a Bryce Young or someone. But you know Stetson Bennett's not really in that mold, and you know Oregon's gonna come in with a new quarterback and running back uh, this year. Then played for them last year. Their quarterback is uh, currently on the Ravens. I think he might have got cut and is on their practice squad now. Their quarterback from last year, Anthony Who? Brown. Oh no, he. Uh, I think he maintained his spot. So he's pro- he's their third. Uh, they're keeping three either, QBs. Yeah, either that or he got signed to the practice squad. I saw something about him. Yeah, too, well, though. he's still on the facility in Baltimore, and then Travis Dye 
was one of the USC, their running back, uh, went for 1,200 yards last year. It's one of the big USC transfers. So they got a, you know, a little rebuilding and some question marks as well. But, um, yeah, it should be a good game. What's next on this um, schedule on this list? On the slate? I've got Cincinnati and Arkansas. Bike. Just because it's a big time, uh, you know, non-power five versus an SEC school. And Arkansas I, had a great season last year. Yeah, I really so, like Arkansas this year too. Yeah, Cincinnati obviously uh, went to the college football playoff last year, where they, you know, hung with Alabama for about a quarter of football. Uh, they lost a lot, um, you know, uh, Sauce Gardner. Um, they also lost Ritter, the quarterback. Um, I do. The, their head coach didn't jump ship, though. They retained him, so I think the culture will be good. They're poised to enter the Big 12 here in a few years. Um, and, yeah, I think this could be a, a great game, at least. Uh, you know, it's, it's in Arkansas at, um, you know, at Razorback Stadium. Uh, you went there last year, didn't you? I did go there. It was, uh, it was a good experience. A beautiful, beautiful stadium in a beautiful part of the country. Uh, and the fans, uh, everything I'd ever heard about Arkansas fans... Um, and experienced, uh, at a, you know, from, from baseball games and just, you know, uh, the, the Texas Bowl that we played against them. Uh, I didn't experience much of that. They were very nice, uh, not too rowdy, not too in-your-face. Really? Yeah, it was, it was nice. I mean, especially, I mean, this was Texas, longtime Southwest Conference rival uh, who you rarely ever play. Maybe they just forgot about the rivalry, which, I mean, I certainly wasn't alive watching football in the heyday of, but what I understand to be one of the most hated opponents of the te- of both you know Texas Longhorns and the Arkansas Razorbacks. So anyway, um, it'll be a hostile environment, sure, but um, they've got a lot of expectations coming into this season. Uh, they've got something cooking in Arkansas, and they they had a great year last year. I um, I'd pick them to win just based on the fact that uh, they're you know bigger in the trenches and um, Cincinnati's got a lot of turnover but uh i don't know what do y'all think yeah well arkansas is returning their starting quarterback at least kj jefferson who led them in rushing last year he's definitely a dual threat not like a clean pocket passer but he's Uh, a good college quarterback i don't know i think i feel like Traylon burks and is that who was a running back is he back this year he was i mean they're running they they didn't kj jefferson was their leading rusher their quarterback so no running back went over 500 600 yards and whatever running back had a good game against Texas. But yeah. I watched them again and in the AM game and KJ Jefferson I mean he just cannot throw the ball at all. Well yeah, but they're playing Cincinnati who and I I'm going to pick Arkansas. I'm uh, not what's sure what the, the spread, spread though. I could pull that up. It's probably over 10 points I would say. I'd probably take Arkansas too with all Cincinnati's lost. With Ritter being gone and uh Sauce Gardner as well. Dude, Sa- Sauce Gardner he hasn't even been targeted once in the preseason. I think that dude's going to be a beast in the NFL. There's plenty of bad quarterbacks who are good college football players, you know. Yeah. You can still get by on your athleticism uh, in a large part in college. I mean, I mean, he's never going to, like, win anything significant for Arkansas, though. No, they'll probably, you know, they they, they could have a maybe a 10-win season. You don't think they could have a dream season in the SEC West? No. Okay. Fair enough. I'm looking at 6.5 uh, right think, now. Arkansas over uh, oh, yeah, I'd Cincinnati. Take all day. Yeah, I'm taking but that. But I, I think best case scenario for Arkansas this year is lose four games. Well, let's look at their schedule uh, real quick. 
see what they got. Well, let's see what let's they got. Do it. They definitely have a two week stretch where they play A and M and Alabama early in the year. They'll beat A and M. All right, well, revenge for last they, year. That game's in. That game is in Jerry uh, World. Oh yeah, I guess yes. It's yes, but it's an it's an away. Game. It counts as an away game. That's their which Texas is good OU for them. game. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm not sure if it's going to stay that way when the SEC expands. We, there's been a lot of talk about that, but yes, it's been that way for a while. Then they play Alabama at home, and then uh, the only other games I'm seeing on the schedule that I'd be really worried about. They've got a game in BYU middle of the year. Yeah, that, and BYU could be good this season. They're good every year. I, I'm Those just saying BYU could be real. Football, they are. They're, they're a quality football program. I just mean they could be really good this year. They're ranked 25, and I've heard you know uh, some people talking about BYU. Is all I'm saying. What some uh, some Zach Wilson, Dax Milne action? They got they got another connection like that out there that, out west. Dude, who knows know how anything that's about end, though? You know what I mean. But, hey, I mean, Arkansas, man, they can just beat Cincinnati, and then they get through that rough part. I mean, fuck, shocking win at home against Alabama. You already said they'd beat A&M. Then it's fucking smooth sailing, except for that BYU game. They get LSU at home. Uh, they do have to play Auburn on the road. I think Auburn's LSU's going to be good this year. And they get Ole Miss ranked 21st preseason uh, at home. So all their really tough games. What about um, Mississippi State? I don't uh, – the Mississippi State, they do have to play that game on the road, and that's right after Alabama. So, you know, I can see maybe upsetting Alabama and then going on the road. Like, you can imagine Arkansas is ranked, like, three at yeah. this point. <laughs> it's getting upended. I don't know. All the cowbells out there and what – what what uh, what's Starkville? Car, uh, what's, is Starkville, yeah. 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 Oh, God, imagine going to college in Starkville, Mississippi, baby. Uh, yeah, it's um, – I'd definitely rather go to college in Oxford. Uh, here, Out of know. the two, yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't think Oxford's much of a of a town either. I yeah, I just hear it's you know incredible as far as like a college college life. town, yeah, and definitely. it's like an hour or two from Memphis, which is the big city. You know, you can drive up there, fly into there. It's you know not yeah, yeah, totally no. in the sticks. No, definitely. Uh, so enough. I think we covered that game pretty well. What do we What do we got? Ohio State Notre Dame. Should we jump into that one? Let's well, I've got Utah and Florida just as a big time matchup, but we can do oh, no, that's the Urban Meyer Bowl right there. Yeah, both two of his former teams. Wouldn't uh, be surprised if Utah walks in there and wins. No, Utah's well, favored. They're favored definitely in that game. Cameron Rising, baby, former Texas Longhorn. Yeah, what happened with him, Ty? Why? Why did he never get any traction over here in Austin? Well, he lost the, the backup job or the third string job, I guess, his freshman year when Shane Bouchelle and Sam Ellinger were there to Casey Thompson. Could it be? Could Malik Murphy kind of be in, end up being in that Cameron Rising situation where we see, we see him transfer? No, out? I see I see Murphy sticking around um, and being that guy who's competing with Arch Manning after Quinn Ewers leaves as like you know because they're not just going to hand Arch the job as much as I want them though, too. I don't think he'll play his freshman year. I think Quinn will play the next two years, go to the NFL, and and then it'll be a Malik Murphy Arch Manning duel out, and hopefully I don't care best one, give me the best of the two. Hell yeah. Um, well, yeah. Um, we're talking about the Florida Utah well, game. Utah, Florida, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sorry. I went on a little UT thing. But Cameron good. Rising, no, he he played well last year. He's, I mean, they competed with Ohio State in that Rose Bowl game, that really high scoring game where Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. No, actually, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave didn't play in that game. It was JJ, Arcia, Whiteside. Or no, J- J- uh, Jackson Smith and Jigga. J- Jackson he Smith. He had 300 and, and something yards, like 350. Yeah, he had like five <laughs> touchdowns. 15 catches. Um, no, but they were, they're a solid squad. They usually are. You know, Texas beat them in that Alamo Bowl a few years back when they were also ranked top 10. 
Um, they, they've been pretty close to getting in the playoffs the past few years. I could see... I could see Utah beating Florida by probably two touchdowns. What do you guess the spread is? Twelve. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Twelve and a half. It's two and a half. Really? No Utah way. two and a half. I'm like Billy, I'm liking Billy, that Lone Billy Star Napier. Lowdown listeners. Man, you might want to smash that one. Billy Napier first game as a head coach in a Power Five conference. Uh, I don't know, man. A lot of transfers. They lost like a Damian Pierce, who wasn't like their featured back, but he was certainly a good player. Yeah, I mean, Utah. I like Good Utah enough to be a fucking starting running back in the, the NFL, NFL I, man. You know, had to take him in the 10th round of our fantasy draft. So Hey, they're looking good with Marlon Mack getting the axe to, uh, just a couple days ago. Damian Pierce could be a good fantasy football uh, pickup or play if he's not already on a roster. Could you see Utah uh, winning the Pac-12 and beating USC? Yeah, they don't have to play USC in the regular season. Uh, Utah's got a favorable schedule. If they can get out of Gainesville, I believe they've got a game uh, against Oregon later in the season. I'm not sure how the Pac-12 uh, conferences break down, but ultimately, I think they could, yeah, run the table in the big in the uh, Pac-12. Uh, no, I'm sorry, they do have a game against USC. That's Oregon who doesn't play USC. So, yeah, Utah's got USC and Oregon, which I think is actually a good thing for them because you need quality wins, uh, to, you know, to push a playoff berth. Uh, you know, a big game against Florida early on in the year, if they can take care of business. I'm not seeing another significant game on this schedule. Uh, you know, they've got so, uh, Southern Utah, <laughs> you know, that's going to be their cakewalk, and then San Diego State, which looks like it'll conclude their non-conference schedule. Right into Arizona State, Oregon State, UCLA. I don't, you know, see a problem from any of those schools. Uh, and then they get USC at home, and then it's smooth sailing through Washington State, Arizona, and Stanford. Stanford might be a hiccup, but they got it at home. And then it'll the season will come down to that road game against Oregon on what appears to be November nineteenth. What happened to Stanford? Sorry to interrupt you there. No, they, no, they, they've really just been down the past like. 10 years, I, mean, I, I feel like, I since, think, since... I mean, like, a little bit, a few years after Luck. Um, yeah, I think they had decent the quarterback season. play. Like, yeah, the that kind of what carried them. Well, I mean, they had Davis Mills was there. He didn't really do anything there. Uh, they had... They had another guy they, after yeah, him. I, I, I can't remember his name. The guy that... There's a guy that just transferred out, and there was a guy before Davis Mills, but they've all just been mediocre... You know, pocket passer types. Yeah. They, they still put a guy or two in the NFL every year, but they. I feel like through their late two thousands and the early twenty tens, they were a dominant force. That's real quick. Um, I just asked Shay, do you think uh, Utah could uh, dethrone the preseason like darling that is the Trojans in the Pac twelve? You know, are the Trojans USC. getting U too much hype? Yeah, the USC is getting too much hype. You can't tell me that Lincoln Riley is. That that would take a lot to turn around a program that hasn't succeeded since they lost to Texas in the national championship. Really, what were their best years in between? Then Sam Darnold years and Ronald Jones. Yeah, they made a Rose Bowl and got the shit beat out of them by Ohio State. I, I know thought about that, that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still. I mean, that's it's the same as Texas. I mean, since we lost Alabama, Sugar Bowl. That's all we got. There's a lot of similarities the way, there. Yeah, I know. That seems like there was a little bit of a curse there. So much talent. You got to give something, give a few years. But, uh, no, I, I I, could definitely see Utah beating USC. I could see USC beating Utah. I just don't think there is going to be a 
uh, contender out of the Pac-12 this year besides Oregon, and that is only if Oregon, because I don't think they're going to beat. Um, so you would have Oregon is better than Utah. Yeah, I mean, Utah great. I think they definitely lost a decent amount from last year. I know Cam Risen's coming back. He's he looked good, but I don't think he's a good enough player to take him to that next level. They lost some def- a lot of defensive yeah. talent. Devin, they, Devin Lloyd, good linebacker. Yeah, but he's they're just not a playoff team. I could see them going to another Rose Bowl or something like that. I could see Oregon uh, losing to Georgia week one and running the table the rest of the year uh, in a week Pac-12 and making the playoffs. But that's the only team that I see from the Pac-12 that can make it all the way. Yeah, I think it'll the Pac-12 will just cannibalize itself too much. It looks like, you know, the only teams given a preseason chance of making the playoffs looks like Utah, Oregon, and USC. Uh, U- uh, Oregon's Not old got Chip a, Kelly or at UCLA? Oregon's got a rough go at it week one against Georgia. Uh, they're going to, you know, I think we all probably expect them to lose that game. Uh, you know, 17-and-a-half-point dogs. Uh but ultimately, even if they could win that game, I still don't see them coming through and, and, and running the table. It's just, it seems like every year, even if you don't lose those big schools, you hit a snag on like a Stanford or, you know, like Washington. A, yeah, exactly. Um, and you never know who, you're, who you'd get in the championship game. So it would just be very surprising for me if a, if a Big 12 or a Pac 12 school ends up in the football playoff this season. Um, but uh, yeah, we got anything else on that Utah Florida game? Uh, I want to talk about this uh, the Ohio State Notre Dame. If yeah, ready. yeah, yeah. It's the it's the biggest matchup the of the fucking week. It's a top five week one matchup. Preseason rankings well, no mean nothing. Gonna, no one's heck. gonna care about any of the other games after we talk about that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, so, I thought we were saving. About I thought we were saving first. Texas for last. We are. That's why well, I was going for that. Okay. Well, who does? All right, well, I can go through some any other top 12? 25 matchups. Uh, not that any I, other top 25 let's teams see. playing a power five team. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Houston versus UTSA is an interesting little Texas yeah, game. Yeah, I think the, the spread's like four or On three and a half. Tec- yes, UTSA? I think it's four, actually. Minus four Houston? Yeah. Man, the Roadrunners, man. I would take They're a good little Houston. program. They're a new program as well. They started, you know, they built that program up pretty quickly. Would they have like one loss last year? Is it last year? I think so. They almost ran the table and, you know. Not a perfect season. I think they lost in their conference championship. Yeah, that so, always that always yeah. happens to that to that miracle team out of the fucking you know the Southern Miss of the world or no it was it was Houston who lost to Southern Miss that one year. Anyway, tangents. Um, I mean, I'm seeing like like Penn State's not ranked, but they're playing at Purdue. That's like a pretty big Week One matchup. It's a big it's Big Ten conference football. Uh, I. You know, don't really know what to expect out of either of those teams. I believe Illinois is playing at Indiana. Um, you got to think that, um, you know, no love's lost between those schools. Um, you know, neighboring state rivalries, big state schools in the Midwest. Uh, TCU is playing at Colorado. I think that's an interesting matchup. Uh, Colorado's kind of lost. Well, so is TCU. Yeah. Uh, it'll be, yeah, Sonny Dykes. We'll see how he does in his debut, you know. Fuck him. I'm a SMU fan. That's my second favorite team. And he left us. I don't really think he was the reason that SMU was uh, kind of coming up amongst the good teams in the American. Uh, but I do see I do see him being a good recruiter at TCU. I see. I don't think they're going to win more than seven games this year, though. I could see in, in a 
in a few years them competing in a Big 12 without Texas or Oklahoma, though. Yeah, they could be the big dog. I mean, they they were a new addition. Colorado used to be in the Big 12, as I'm sure most, most people remember, and uh, TCU wasn't in the Big 12. I don't think they were ever concurrently in it together. I think they were in the Mountain West when they well, joined. Well, yeah, the, um, TCU was. Yeah, yeah. But they were never concurrently no. in the same conference no. is, is what I'm getting at. So, you know, uh, and some people have, have said that, you know, Colorado could be a school that the Big 12 could, could pluck. I don't want to get too much into conference realignment, but, you know, possibly future conference rivals. <laughs> we could see. I mean, uh, Colorado has definitely not uh, had substantial success. That's at Colorado, though? Uh, yes, that's at Colorado. Okay, my little brother just uh, he started school there last week or two weeks ago. I'll, we'll have to get a little shout out to Buffalo uh, in in person report from him afterwards. He'll probably be at that game. That's in Boulder, right? Yeah, I didn't realize how close Boulder was to to Denver. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's basically like, just a suburb. Yeah, it's like it's less like round hour. It's like less than an hour. Away. It's fucking like fifteen minutes down no, the road, it's dude. Not, it is dude. so fucking no, close. No, it's like 30, 40, 45 minutes at least. It's, right. it's like our, it's like a little bit further than the drove we drive we made today to the card shop. Yeah, fair enough. It's like you know, it's like a round rock of it or something. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's close. We um we went we, I went through when I was in Denver uh, just last month. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, uh, Boise State at Oregon, another one of the only other interesting matchups I'm seeing. Louisville at Syracuse. That's a those two teams are both in power. Well, that's that's what ACC football. Louisville and ACC. Yeah, yeah. I hate the these conferences that have conference games week one. Oh man, that puts what those about, teams at such what a disadvantage. About, uh, we can talk about a game that already happened. What yeah. about that Nebraska Northwestern game that was in where Dublin? Yeah, no, I I had Nebraska all last. That was the first you know like decent game in week zero, the only real decent game, uh, and it was in Dublin. It started at three o'clock in the p.m. Here it was a thirty thousand person soccer what time stadium. Was it in Dublin at that? I, <laughs> I don't know. I was. Casey was it a Tom- recorded game? For former Longhorn quarterback Casey Thompson leading the Cornhuskers. They came out like, oh, like so hot. I, I bet on Northwestern plus 10 and a half. Had a money line as well. Split some good odds. And Casey Thompson threw like three beautiful passes on the first drive through like a back shoulder touchdown in the end zone. There was one crazy play where he ran all oh, around no, the block. No, he yeah. was doing that. And then Northwestern, they're just one of those teams where he, it's like, you know, Northwestern can't get the best athletes because of the academic side of it. You know, not not every student athlete out there makes 4.0, as we know. You know, they can't just get every single guy. So it was a bunch of two-star, three-star, a bunch of Westlake guys out there uh, just fighting, fighting. We're down 10, down 8, down 7, down, down 3, and then finally took the lead and picked Casey off. I think two times in the last five minutes and ended up taking the lead. They weren't terrible. They weren't like terrible interceptions. A few of them were tip passes, but I think he had three interceptions on the day. They got a lot of flack. I think Notre Dame, I'm uh, sorry. I think Nebraska had a uh, onside kick in the third quarter. Yeah, it was stupid. I think they had just gone up 10. Um, it was in the second quarter, I think. It, 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 I read the third. It was. Okay. Um, I was watching a few dumb games at the same time, but it, I think they went up 10, onside kick, gave them the short field. They scored in like three plays on a big run, and it was just a three-point game again. And then I, I think Casey They did. never scored again. No. They yeah. didn't score after the onside kick. They didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that's funny. That's, I mean, that was a, you know, it was a 
they just put a lot of pressure on that coach. Well, Scott Frost, yeah, know, he's he's only won five games in Nebraska in three plus years. Yeah, and going into this is his fourth season. Five games. That's at what is supposed to be a top tier program. Hey, same problem as Miami. Same problem, really. I mean, we're gonna put, Texas I'm putting too. Texas in. Yeah, no, no, uh, exactly. Th- those those schools win more than I mean. Texas won five games last year. No, yeah, season. yeah, totally. I'm more just talking about general themes of former, former, not just blue bloods, but titans of college football. Uh, you know, falling on very hard times for multiple decades in the 20th century. The 20th century just not being very good for those teams. Yeah. Texas obviously has the national championship, and then the and first, also, you know, I, I think Nebraska is the the one out of that group that you said. You know, Texas, Miami, Nebraska, uh, that kind of has lost its luster more nationally. Though you know they've they've gone a long have been it's been longer since Nebraska's been to a national championship. It was like nineteen ninety four. Yeah, it was it was mid nineties. I I had to look at it to tell you exactly. It was ultimately for a place like uh where Lincoln Lincoln Nebraska. I mean, it's just a lot easier to get kids to come to Miami, Florida, or even Austin, Texas. Uh, Nebraska does not have the you know, built-in infrastructure to get players to come outside of just, you know, being good at football and having the history. Yeah. No, they get a lot of those Midwest guys, those corn-fed boys. I feel like like a school like Iowa has been siphoning off and getting all those linemen and putting them in the league. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same problem with, like, all the other schools in Texas getting good and sucking up all the talent that, you know, Texas, you know, really uh, – utilized all those years and so you know it's not, not even so much as that they're down it's just that everybody else has gotten so much better and uh you no, know, there, winning. there used to be a way bigger gap in college football with the exactly uh, and i mean it seems now even, even like, like with alabama like there is still a huge gap but amongst it's just so much smaller that those teams exist that you know the ohio state alabama Clemson, and it feels like everybody, everybody else. else. Georgia, yeah. yeah, might be trying to get into that conversation with some recent high-level success, but uh, yeah, and you know, your occasional LSU. Let's talk a little bit about LSU, because Florida State is actually coming in and uh, and playing in LSU. Uh, that's actually, I'm sorry, that's going to be in the Superdome. So it's a big-time, you know, uh, cross-conference showdown in New Orleans. That should be a fun game to be at. What do you think? It's on Sunday, too. The college football is taking advantage of the last Sunday before the NFL kicks off to have a, you know, a pretty big-time game. Yeah, I, I, I was fixing my headphones. It's LSU and who in the Superdome? Uh, Florida State's coming in the playoffs. Oh, LSU. man, LSU is probably going to wax them. Florida State got a week, week zero game against Duquesne last week. They looked good against a... You know, subpar Division Two team, um, but I think Chip, Chip Kelly will have that team ready to beat Florida State. Florida State's another one of those teams that's just been down since Jameis Winston, really. Uh, not Chip as, Kelly, or do you mean uh, Brian Kelly? Brian Kelly, I'm sorry. No, all good. I just had to remind myself because they got a new head coach. This will be his first game uh, of his. Yeah, since he bailed on Notre Dame before the season even ended last year. Yeah. No. Um, big, big developments there in Baton Rouge. Uh, yeah, no, I think that would be a that'd be a fun weekend in New Orleans. You want to just get in the car and go right now? Spend, you know, yeah. make it a long weekend. No, definitely. Uh, I, well, I missed the New Orleans trip, as you know, uh, two weeks ago. So I, I I I do need one soon. You're hungering for it. Yeah. And then uh, before we go into that big time matchup, uh, Clemson is playing at Georgia Tech. That's a rivalry game. Uh, Clemson comes into the season ranked number four. 
um, you know, Georgia Tech. They've departed from the triple option. This is going to be a Monday night game. So, you know, college football through the extended weekend, um, you know, that's at 7 p.m. ESPN. Uh, you know, maybe Georgia Tech makes it interesting. Um, maybe Kate Klubnick gets in the game after DJ, however you say his last name, uh, fails because I've supposedly everything. You know, I've been kind of trying to pay attention to Clemson's summer camps and stuff because, you know, Wesley connection with Kate Klubnick being the number one quarterback in the nation going there, and from everything I've been reading and watching, he's been pushing DJ for that starting job and has looked great in camp. And DJ really hasn't looked much different than he's looked in the past two years whenever he got spot time during his freshman season and during last year's disappointment of a sophomore season. Yeah, uh, I know he wasn't as touted as um, as he was coming into college, this TJ, this TJ fella. Uh, DJ? DJ, whatever his name is. I just don't know how to say his last Unga, name. Unga. Unga Lele or something like yeah, that. Give me your, be- give me your best try. Just read I'm it not, real quick. I'm not looking at it, but uh, I believe it's Unga Lele, but uh, I can tell you right now it is spelled uh, U-I-A-G-A-L-E-L-E-I. Unga Lele. I think there might be an extra lay in Sounds there. Sounds like though. you're saying ukulele. Yeah, ugulele. <laughs> DJ ugulele. <laughs> he only had 2,246 passing yards last season, which that's got to be a How step many touchdowns? Down. I think he had more interceptions than touchdowns last year, though. Um, Let's see here. Touchdowns? He had nine. <laughs> yeah, and he had like 15 interceptions. 10. 10, okay. Took 21 sacks. Uh, you know, that's not that 50, many sacks. Fifty-five uh, and a half completion percentage. That's pretty low. Uh, that's pretty low with the expectation. Coming Dude, and that supposedly that D line for Clemson this year is supposed to be better than that. You know, Colin Farrell, the fucking sto- the roided up off uh, yes. defensive line. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're supposed to be better than that squad, that four man front. So we'll have to. I think some eyes will be back on Clemson this year uh, that weren't there last year. You know, Dabo. Had a down year, but you can't expect them to be down for long after the recruiting classes they've had um, in the past, what, 10 years? But the guys that are there now are all five-star guys, and Dabo Sweeney's had had so much success there recently. So I expect them – we'll get some predictions at the end, but I expect them to do really well this year. Yeah, and Clemson's got a pretty tough schedule for their standard. A a ranked Wake Forest team on the road, a top 15 ranked North Carolina State. Uh, they play at Notre Dame and then a game against Miami, who comes in ranked 16th. I'm sure that. Ah, I feel up. like that's pretty regular. None of those ACC teams are going to be ranked when they play them. You think Wake Forest is going to be ranked after week two? They'll take an L early. Yeah, probably. But I mean, Wake Forest didn't they have like a like a really quality season a few years ago? Made it to the ACC With, championship. Uh, Dixon, I think was his last name, the quarterback. He, I'm not the quite guy that sure. there's a guy that transferred to Georgia from Wake Forest that was good there for a little bit. But I mean they've done nothing of serious note. Nah. Well, anyway, I guess we can finally uh come around to that uh what should we talk about Texas or should we talk about Ohio State? What do we what do you want to do? Let's just talk about Texas, see if Corey Corey's got a we got a work call he had a work call you to answer, so Oh, all good, all good. Yeah, so you know, Texas a big spread going into the home game, night game, seven o'clock at Memorial Stadium against the University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, I believe they're the Warhawks. Minus uh, thirty eight. Minus thirty eight. Uh you gotta think the Longhorns are gonna come in and really bully them, bully them and uh have their way to a certain degree. I think that the Warhawks will probably slip into the end zone. Maybe they can score, let's say, 10 points. But I think, you know, once that fourth quarter rolls around, 
Uh, they'll be tired. They won't have the athletes to compete. Hey, Shay, they do have a Bowden as their head coach. Terry Bowden. Yeah, Bobby's... Uh, Bobby's what? boy. Yeah. Well, um, you know, he could do big things maybe within their small-time conference. It could be a... Uh, it could be a... What's his name? The guy, Billy Napier, the guy that went from uh, UL Lafayette to Florida. Could be a situation like that. I mean, Texas beat the shit out of... UL Lafayette last year in the opener, and that was the only game they lost the entire season. Yeah, no, they were they were pretty good uh, when it was all said and done. Probably one of our better looking wins when you look back on the season. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think ULM. I think we're gonna obviously handle them. I think I think we're really just talking about if they're gonna cover the spread. Uh, the Horns have, in my experience, come out looking looking a little sluggish in this first game. Uh, whether it's just that. You know, first game under at the least, lights. At least it's not an 11 a.m. game. Yeah, no, they, the the Horns have three home games in consecutive weeks to start the year in what will be a seven-home game season. Um, and, you know, the Alabama game being at 11, that's a big disappointment. But you know, Texas really likes to make an event, a, very, a social event out of their games, especially these glorified scrimmages. Um, so yeah, seven o'clock, you know, come, you know, they want you to come down Bebo, Bebo Boulevard it opens at 12, you know? Yeah. Go uh, see the guys from the horn down there. They'll know. have to be, they'll be down there all day. Yeah. Come, you know, come get drunk, do you got it, concerts you know, all day, basically wear yourself out before the game even starts. And then, you know, get a safe ride home after the second quarter. That's kind of the <laughs> game plan. Is that like, Chris Del Conte's, uh, plan for fans? Going, I, moving forward, I think for yeah, a game what, the opener against ULM. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you meant that. Well, that is kind of what Bebo Boulevard does to some people, though. Yeah, you go down there with your kids. You you could you you have tickets, but you you know things go awry, and before you know it, you're going home. You know, it might not even the game might not even start. Uh, I I just say that because I know people who've who've done that and given me their yeah. tickets. Um, Man, but uh, I mean, I I kind of like what the Bebo Boulevard does. But, uh, you know, it's a love-hate as far as, like... You can't go all day. It's nice to walk to the game and walk through it and be, like, and, you know, take it for what it is. I'm not participating in it, though. I don't have kids, and, you know, I don't, like... Dude, I think, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire played one year. Dude, a, a lot of good artists have played yeah. at, at the concert after. At, in the No, before! I'm talking, they oh, played, really? like, they played, like, a, like build-up no, but the, there's also the usually a concert after in the... Uh, silent Disco? Yeah, definitely. Fuck the silent disco, but in the what's that library that's right there? Uh, LBJ. Yeah, the lawn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I mean, University of Texas has a beautiful campus. Uh, I fully support. Yeah, taking the family out down there, showing them Definitely. around. Do you expect um, the Do you expect the stadium to be full for this game though? At least uh, at the very start, you know, because it's seven, I don't think they're gonna have a problem like piling people in for the start of the game, start of the season. People will be excited about the Quinn Ewers era. Uh, you know, I think people look at last year as, you know, that first season, uh, you know, just kind Let's of a trial about by fire. It. Yeah, forget about it. You know, it starts now, and I just feel like, especially with Alabama next week, um, you know, fervor is high. People are ready for football. Wait, hold on. What's the, 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 did you see the new uh, slogan for this year? Uh, is it like something about it's? This is personal. It's this time? personal. Yeah, with this, it's on. Yeah, highlighted in white. This time it's personal. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not very. Big is that fan. a little bit better than all gas no brakes from last year? I'm a, I'm a not a, I'm never really a big fan of the selling and the marketing of the season by season slogan. What, what about the Mac Brown? Uh, come early, wear orange. 
uh, be loud, stay late, or whatever? Uh, it's it's all just fine. I mean, I get that you need a. Sl- I guess you need a slogan every year. I just um, don't put a lot of credence into it. And um, <laughs> well, we've been let down a lot with these slogans because they're always pretty hype, and then we lose to Kansas. Well, how could they not be hype? All gas, no brakes. <laughs> how could they not be hype? Hey, that was a fucking. I that was a, a great game. All gas game. <laughs> to, be, to be honest. <laughs> Hey, I I was drunk uh, at the tech game and I bought a, a Yeti for sixty dollars. It came with a free beer that said "All Gas No Brakes" on it. That's the best thing that's came out of that slogan for me. It's a pretty cool Yeti. Oh man, the Yeti shit where you got to come to a special game like those okay, baseball it, games. It's a, it's not a bad deal though because the Yeti that cup is forty bucks by itself, like a, just a white or silver Yeti. You yeah, know? and you get it branded and you get a fucking fifteen dollar beer or whatever it is at the stadium. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's probably it's probably the best deal at the stadium. But like, I'm talking baseball here. There'll be baseball games that like you can only come by this Texas Yeti at the fan store during this game, and there'll be lines of yeah, people. That's when they get the Phil Tafts and the Matt Kellers of the world. I go to every game and pound 10, 10 tall boys. I think I've seen Phil spend two hundred dollars on merchandise at games there before. Man, shit's just unsustainable for me to sit there and drink those ten dollar beers all game. You're an Occupy left field guy most of the time right well uh that since the covid year yeah i've i've, I've kind of switched out there i'll still usually have tickets or have the option uh to go in my buddies will have everybody out there has has season tickets yeah so I, I mean i didn't realize how involved what's the guy's name that runs it uh so we're the guys i hang out with aren't i like involved with like the whole occupy left no, field they have like uh like like events outside of that like the matt's yeah. rancho thing because a lot of guys at the radio station that i work with are friends with the with a I forget his name um I don't I don't know I don't know those guys they, he does well. a lot they do like a luncheon with all the football players and baseball players at Matsell Rancho with people that donate to Occupy Left Field and they donate a lot of money to certain stuff so it's And they it's do cool. like NIL now too. Yeah. Uh no they they're a big thing and they uh you know they'll always like have beer and I I uh it's 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 a different faction of the whole like Occupy Left Field as a like brand and what that is versus just all the people that go hang out in the whole left field area and watch the game. There's you know separate entities I would say that are more more or less than affiliated with each other. But uh, I just hang out with some buddies that go set up. They aren't like a they aren't like a thing. They aren't a part of the. No, but I they, mean they, they're established. I mean, <laughs> they're they they know where to put their seats down. Same place every game. Or oh yeah, they're leaving that shit chained up. Like there's no, you know, you aren't. Uh, you know, I don't want to. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be a big deal. I don't want to mention anybody by name. Yeah, but no, you I got you. You aren't. You know, you aren't fucking with their with their spot. That is that shit is established. Well, yeah, that's and cool. you know, uh, they get all the home runs. I got a couple home runs last year. Um, never, you know. Never had that happen to me in my life. I, I want to get up on one of those. I know we're going off on it. Well, hey, we're well, playing. Hey, Corey's fucking out of yeah. work call. We're, we're playing ULL or ULM. Let's. We don't really have that much to talk about in it. But I, I want to. I've always wanted to sit in one of those seats, like the elevated seats in center field, like the buses and shit they have out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never sat on the bus but um those guys are always partying i mean i'm sure it wouldn't be hard to just go straight they had a crawfish boil at one point last year i almost got in that shit no Uh, what do what do we have to do to get one of those spots though you know we were there's been a a lot of bus and van talk today for multiple reasons uh off the podcast well the thing about those buses is there are like there there are just no parking signs everywhere right there like those people operate like 
They outside ha- of the law, like, and leave that ha- shit there all I think, year. I think they get spots within, like, they contact UT, definitely. But I'm telling you, like, that parking right there on Kamal Street, that's fucking public parking. It's not like UT owns the street, and it's it's no parking, that whole area, but those buses just stay there. I don't know if they just incur tickets or if they have a deal worked out with the police, but, like... Uh, it, it's an anomaly. I, I, I have to ask him. There's not a lot of room, but if you get out there early, because, you know, at the, at the beginning of the year, baseball season starts, you know, in the cold months of February, or at least college baseball does. And uh, there's only a couple of them, but then a couple more show up as the year goes on. And I've watched as the buses uh, increase year to year, you know, like the change in the seasons. I've watched the buses and because it used to just be one. Well, that's the thing. It would would look real shitty if we had a bus out there and it was just me, you and like three other people. A lot of times they're empty. So are companies, are these? No, those are just dudes. Those are just dudes. You can go. I'm telling you, you go. Chit chat, maybe bring a fucking case of beer and like, you know, shoot the shit 30 minutes prior. I bet you get up on that bus. I've just never, you know, put the work in. I mean, they set up, I mean, right under the bus, they usually have like a cookout with we'll, like we'll a, a pop up tent. We'll have to write that down for next season. Get, get out there and get some video from, from one of those buses, get some content. Yeah. I mean, we can just probably go out there under the Lone Star Lowdown and, uh, and, and work it out. And just, again, I think it's but all about just a, being friendly. A Lone Star Lowdown bus. I think oh. that is the dream, but um, <laughs> yeah, we need to put the we need to put the bus fund together. Uh, we can get one from uh, the school you were auction. Twenty two hundred dollars. That's how much uh, some people I know bought one for. Yeah, at a school auction um, that that took place online. Uh, you could probably we can outside of the show we can look that up and see what the realities <laughs> are. But yeah, they have you know there's all kinds of crazy stuff you can get super cheap from school auctions. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, ULM, I think it'll be a great time. Uh, you know, I don't think there's a doubt in the world that Texas is going to win that game, even if I think they might start a little sluggish. I think they might give up a touchdown. I could even see us going down like 3-0, uh, you know, yeah, potentially. Early. I mean, I wouldn't be – I could see the stadium getting worried about that, not knowing how, you know, early season college football works. But, I, I yeah. yeah, 7-3 down maybe. And I, I could, final score prediction for me uh, – I think the over/unders at sixty right now. I'd probably put it at forty-five. Actually, I'll go forty-eight to six. Yeah, I'd say like you know fifty-five to ten. I think that so sounds you got about the right. Over, I got the under. Sounds yeah. like yeah. You think like so? And I they don't, don't. And they don't cover then. Or they push in that scenario. Fifty-eight to ten. I said fifty-five to ten. Oh, okay, so don't. So that's cover. what thirty-five points. Forty-five points. That's yeah. a cover. No, it's forty-eight. I thought you said it was thirty-eight. No, it's the thirty. You're right. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, so yeah, I think um, I think Texas is gonna you know gonna beat that ass and uh, it should be a good time. I think well, most of the fans well, will be able to leave early. I think the students will be happy. I think the students will certainly be there um, and you know leave about three minutes into the third quarter. Yeah, high expectations for Quinn years, but do you want to get into that Notre Dame game? I know Corey's gonna be sad he missed it, but uh, yeah, I mean uh, Notre Dame's playing. In Ohio State, or is it the other way around? I think it's Notre Dame. I don't know. I'm about to look at it. One second. It is, I think it's in Ohio State. In fact, I almost guarantee it. No, it, yes. Number five, Notre Dame going at number two, Ohio State in Columbus, Ohio. Here, we'll just, we'll just go let's back. Let, let's let Corey come right in hot on this take. Yeah. He's coming in right now from an What's important take? work What's call. Take? Well, we well, hot take on Notre Dame and Ohio sa- State. We saved the game for you. Oh, that you okay. want to talk. We talked about Texas already. Oh, I did want to talk about 
You already well, talked okay, about Texas. Okay, okay. Go into the Longhorns. Go into the Longhorns. Just tell us what you think about the Longhorn game. We thought they were. I thought they were going to cover uh, fifty-five to ten. We talked about the environment. We had a tangent on the school buses. We talked about Texas baseball for a little bit. Yeah. So you know, coming back around. Uh, you know, you got anything to add? Uh, Prediction. Prediction. You know, we should cover this game. This was one of the worst teams in the Sun Belt. They had a worse record than Texas State. You know, eat them up, cats. By the way, hey, they weren't that bad. Though. But uh, you know, Ewers needs to. He needs to come out hot. Our offense needs to be high flying. You know, high powered. That's what we want to see. We want to see defense. You know, just imposing our will, being more athletic than them, just being better than them. That's what you want to see. And if you don't see that, that could definitely bring some worries. the The number is huge, thirty eight points. Like if they beat them by thirty, I'm not going to be upset. You know, but uh, cover of the spread would be nice. That's for sure. All right. So. What what's your score prediction? Texas game, I, I I like to I like I like fifty one to fifty one to thirteen. Oh, okay, that's the highest ULL ULM score out of the three of us. Uh, but yeah, well, hey, you lead us off. We got Notre Dame, Ohio All right, State. All right, cool. So, I think this is a big year for Ohio State. When you talk about Ryan Day, he's one of the coaches who gets a lot of love. Is one of the best in the country, but when you talk about over the last three years having quarterbacks like Dewey, Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace, yeah, first round out. pick, Justin Fields, top ten pick, and then now C.J. Stroud is a projected top ten pick. If you can go through these three great quarterbacks and not get the natty at Ohio State, to me that can put him in a bit of trouble or at least in a bit of he's not really living up to what Ohio State expects. You know, could you imagine like some of these other programs having those three high-level quarterbacks plus the weapons they have, plus usually having a good defense as well? It's a big year for Ohio State. Mize, um, I'm not a big Notre Dame fan at all. I actually hate Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean they're usually overrated as fuck. Yes, and they don't play in a conference. I don't know why they think they're so good that they don't have to do that. Tradition, bro. Yeah. Tradition. Whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna pick Ohio State in this game. What's the spread? Did you already say that? Sorry. I didn't say it. I'm going to find it in about two seconds. So I hear what you're saying about having these three quarterbacks, but like, let's talk real quick about who has won the national championship and the quarterback play they've had. I mean, it's been Georgia, what? That's Joe Bur- well, I mean, it's been <laughs> Joe Burrow, uh, what, uh, Mac Jones, and then, yes, a, a incredible uh, Georgia defense, but, and, and Stetson Bennett. But, you know, um, it's been some. Uh, there've been some quality quarterbacks in college football these last few years. Uh, I was just gonna. I was gonna throw that out there. And Ryan Day's defense. I do still think you know he's running quite a program up there. They lost to Michigan last year. Yeah, and I mean, Michigan, didn't they lose to Oregon? Or they almost lost to Oregon? I think they did lose to Oregon last yeah, year. I think they did. Michigan had like. What was it like? How many years in a row did they lose to Ohio State, though? I mean, they were due. So many. They were Jim due. Jim Harbaugh was due. I got the spread real quick. I don't think he had ever beat Ohio no, State. He hadn't. Minus 17 Ohio State against Notre Dame. I'd Notre take, Dame's ranked number five in the country right now, and they're plus 17 point I'd, underdog. I'd take Notre Dame's with the points. Yeah, That's huge. Notre Dame having that really high designation coming off of losing Brian Kelly and... Um, I just feel like that's so that they can maintain that later in the year or remain interesting. Like, if they lose to Ohio State, what are they going to drop them to? I don't care what the game looks like. They're not going to fall out of 10. No. And then they're probably going to, you know, Notre Dame has some other big games on the season. I know they play at least against USC towards mm-hmm. the end of the year. Um, you know, I could pull up their full schedule. But uh, I think Stanford. that. Stanford. 
Yeah, BYU, Clemson. They got Clemson on the schedule. They got USC. Uh, I don't see Stanford this year. Really? Hmm. No. Um, they got like a, a, a North Carolina. They got some big games. Navy. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Stanford is on the schedule. Okay. I'm, I'm bad. I'm my bad. I'm not seeing that. I, th- I guess those contacts don't work too well. No, not up close. I think they might. They might. Uh, you got the wrong prescription. Me. I don't know. Uh, Walmart. You know, they usually take <laughs> care of me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's oh. funny. Um, anyway, uh, the Fighting Irish can I think lose? It's kind of like uh, with 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 uh, Oregon, they can lose this opening big time matchup. I mean, somebody's got to lose, and I still I still think make a run at the college football playoff. I think it's almost set up like that with the preseason rankings to protect the interest of a college football overall. And you know, towards the end of the season, we'll still be talking about Notre Dame, especially if they can get a big win over like a Clemson. Yeah. I agree. So let's go with predictions. What's your prediction for this game show? Uh, I'll take Ohio State. Uh, I think it'll be a bit more hard fought um, than 17 and a half. I'll take Notre Dame in the point spread, but I definitely think Ohio State's going to win this ballgame. Corey? I'm going to take Ohio State 35 to 17. That puts them at uh, 18 points victory. So they barely cover. I'm gonna take Ohio State to cover. I wouldn't bet on it because I those big numbers scare me. But uh, I'd probably tease it down a little bit, maybe in a little three team teaser action on a, a Saturday. But yeah, I'm gonna take Ohio State to cover the spread, 35 to 17, 18 point victory. Hey, I'll take Notre Dame to win outright. Yeah, bold, wow. bold call. 28 to 24. You know, Ohio State does lose a lot of offensive weapons, they but they still have. I mean, C.J. Stroud's a beast. I think Marcus Freeman gets his boys ready to ready to fight. I mean, you talk about Njigba, who's probably one of the better receivers in the country. Travion Henderson in the backfield, a pretty good player. But, you know, they're always – it's Ohio State. They're yeah, going to have yeah. good players. All right. It's well, at the shoe. Anything else we want to cover before we wrap up the show? Uh, I think I'm all right. Um, unless y'all, I mean, we'll we'll cover some NFL next week since we kind of got this week off. Do you yeah. want to give like uh, conference predictions real quick, or uh, let's just let's do uh, let's do playoff predictions, and then we can do uh, we'll do conference predictions next week after watching week one. You know, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, all right, playoff uh, for me. I'm taking. Uh, it's not going to be too original. Go, but, go, uh, go! Four from four seeds to number one that way. Okay. Um, I'll definitely take. Um, all right, give me fuck it. Give me Utah as the four. Give me um, Ohio State as the three. Give me Clemson as the two, and Alabama as the one. Corey. Man, he stole my sleeper picking up in Utah. Um, you can have you talk. Yeah, Come on. I, I don't know. I mean, let's go over the conferences real, real quick, just to jog my memory. What? Big Twelve. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? You want to name every team in every conference? No, that's not what I said. Oh. I said, <laughs> stay with me here. Okay. Big Twelve. You guys, you don't see anyone out of the Big Twelve, you know, being. In I the, think it'll be a down four. year for Oklahoma if that's the truth. Trying to talk me. through it, you know, have some just not spitball uh, something. But, uh, okay, I'll go Utah, four. I'll go Georgia, three. I'll go Ohio State, two. And I'll go Alabama, one. Okay. I got Oklahoma State, four. Hell yeah. Alabama, three. 
Ohio State to Clemson one. Y'all right. crazy on Clemson, man. You go lay, lay, lay. Nope, Cade, Cade Klubnik, baby. <laughs> He'll be. They'll pull out that dub. Who even is that? Klubnik? Number yeah. one quarterback in the nation from Westlake, freshman Clemson. Three state ta- I don't three remember. state titles. Well, I guess he wasn't the biggest factor. His in that brother, first one. Uh, his brother Reed Klubnik was. Uh, I played. We went to high school with him, and he uh, Westlake all-time leading receiver till Mason Mangum, of course. Cal, no, he, but, but now it's, good at the next now level? it's the new no, guy. He went to uh, Yale and is Yale's all-time leading receiver. Oh yeah, that, I remember you telling me about him. Yeah, I think great. I don't watch a lot of Yale. I don't watch a lot of Ivy League. No, football he in got parts. he read. If you're listening right now, I I I hope you are. I doubt you are though. Uh, Reed got really he got fucked by COVID. The, he was graduating the year uh, and going trying to go to the NFL the year that COVID hit, where there was no combine, no no team workouts. So he literally had to, uh, or the the con- there was a combine, but it was just like testing. Like they just got your height and weight and stuff. There was no workouts, uh, and so he kind of got screwed by that. And you know. Not everyone can make it to the NFL, but he was a real good player. But his brother, Cade Klubnik, I expect him to come in as a freshman this year, take that starting quarterback position after week one or two, and lead Clemson to an undefeated season. I do think they lose in the first round of the playoffs to Oklahoma State and Oklahoma State-Alabama playoff. How weird would that look? And Alabama whoops that ass and wins another national championship. Well, I definitely think Alabama winning the national championship is uh – it's a plus one one or plus one ten right now. For, actually, that's for them to make the playoffs. That's probably a little bit better odds for them to win. That's the like a smash, basically. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I I was gonna not put them in my playoff, but then I looked at the SEC and I was like, who is gonna? They also have A and M is like A and M is the worst matchup for them on their schedule. Yeah, and there's Besides no way us, they're course. gonna be they're gonna be motivated coming into that game this yeah. year. All right, well, I think that will do it for the, this edition of Lone Star Lowdown, guys. Anything else? Uh, just be sure to check those socials. Uh, remember the TikTok page, Lone Star Lowdown. And, Instagram. Uh, uh, we got some full interview. We'll probably This will all be up on YouTube, um, the full interview. Uh, right, Corey? At least in uh, – yeah, I guess we only did college football, so we should be able to splice yeah, this one yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. On YouTube for sure, Lone Star Lowdown on YouTube. Uh, definitely check us out on TikTok, man. We we're gonna have them. We need to start tweeting out. We're gonna start tweeting out when we go live. Definitely you know, uh, so. look out for some more uh, pack breaks with Texas. Ty's been spending his entire bank account on packs, guys. Yeah, so you must nice. support him. You must support him in his endeavors. Yes, <laughs> of course. And we'll have, uh, of course, uh, Shay will be at the game on Saturday. Me and Corey got to work at the. We'll put it on the radio for y'all if you're listening on the car. Yeah, uh, hey, if you're in the Austin area, tune in to 104.9 The Horn, man. You know, me and Tyler. We're on the, on the Horn app nationwide, worldwide. Um, but other than that, I'm Ty Henderson. This is Shea Holt. Corey Yeedry. And Hook'em Horns.